recording in progress. I wouldn't call this progress. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Mr. Bruce Foreman. Welcome to another guitar wank. Hey, guitar wank. We're back into it. Years and years of uh, vamping, we would call this. <laughs> right, years in the making, and we've uh, we've amounted to this. It's quite yeah, really. bad, actually. You know. It's okay. It's not a bad place to be. We showed them, you know. We're still here. Where are they? Yeah, right. Um, we used to be in the top ten of all podcasts. Well, I thought we were number two. Were we number two? No, we just smelled like it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. But um, welcome, listeners. It's been a little while between uh, between hangs. With uh, I don't know what our exclusive. I moved to Nashville. That was. That was kind of a thing. Yeah. And, you know, just COVID, we're spread apart. And Scott's, <laughs> been, Scott's been transcribing his own, like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, various things like that, you know, so we got, but but, but, but we had the Kinsey moment, you know. Yeah, we had Scott on. And, uh, and, and, and now yeah. we've got us and we're but back on yeah. track. And we're, you know. Um, May, May. Somebody texted me the other day or emailed me about the guitar wing minutes about like when are the guitar wing minutes coming back and i mean i said like shit man we can't even get the guitar wing hours together <laughs> the guitar wing minutes are going to come back we actually might might break are we going to do that or are we going to get other people to do it or I, mean, I think we should we should get other people to do it but we might do like it's it's anywhere between 30 seconds to a minute Okay, so I gave two long ones. So, so it's like I'm gonna. So we're gonna get a give. Are we gonna go back to that? I mean, I can. I probably know other stuff. I mean, I did like. <laughs> I think. I think you may know other stuff. I think there's probably a good chance that you may know some more stuff. So I'm willing to try and do some more minutes. You know. I think you might be able to teach us all something still. Okay, so um, let's go back to the minutes. Guitar Wank is going to, like, come back for the, you know, the comeback, where, whatever it is, you know. Well, out, out, out of the toilet bowl we rise or something or something. Out of the yeah, ass. I think we wanted to let everyone think that we were done. And oh. then we wanted to have this triumphant comeback. But it was really just life got in the way. We were all kind of a little crazy and busy. And we we couldn't keep up. It's really hard to keep up the one show a week thing when the whole zoom thing is definitely it's way different than hanging out in the studio that was i'm realizing that was a lot more fun yeah it was nice it's just know. different it's it's always nicer to be person to person but the world has changed apparently right well well we you know you moved to nashville so at least we can keep doing it i'm grateful for the technology so we can you know? yeah and um, I figure being in Nashville, I should take advantage of all the amazing players here. Right. And, um, I think I should track some of these guys down. I definitely want to get them. Um, you do. Yeah, Guthrie, and we've got to get Jack Pearson on. Um, Jim Oblom wants to be on. We've got to get Jim on. He's an amazing guitarist and drummer, <laughs> which is uh -huh. crazy. Uh, lots of cool people we can get. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who, Maybe a friend from the Time Jumpers. Yeah. Oh, man. Andy Reese. You know, yeah. I recorded a thing with him and Pat Bergeson, and for some reason it corrupted the files. And 
And so we never got to air that. So oh, wow. Guys, when was that? Remember when I was there for the uh, Chet Atkins Appreciation Society convention? Yeah. I recorded them and it just was, a, it just like I looked and the files didn't work. So, um, so we got two guys there who want to come on the show. Yeah, there's plenty. And I got to get back to Nashville too if I can figure out a way to do it, you know. So you managed yeah. to do it, so I guess I can. Yeah, you got to come out, man. Got to come out to uh, it's a. I got to say, it's it's a hell of a lot different to uh, La La Land, North Hollywood. Yeah, it's prettier. People are nicer, and um, but still, COVID is wreaking havoc, and it's um, it's a little hard to go out. But <laughs> a lot of Nashvilleians. Do you call them Nashvilleians? <laughs> I think they call them Nash Vegasons. Oh, Nash Vegasons. A lot yeah. of them are going out unmasked and uh, and living it up. So uh, I'm trying. Uh, to... Good for them, you know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to be smart. I need I need more gigs. This is good. I hope the guitar <laughs> players are doing that. <laughs> They're dropping like flies. <laughs> Bruce makes a comeback. Musicians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no guitar players left. Bruce Foreman gets gig. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach you unvaxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what the world needs now is love, 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 yeah, man. Yeah, right. Or at least you know, yeah. We've got to say a big. Uh, We've got to say a few shout outs to some people that have become who have stayed with us through thick and thin. And I've got to say, probably our number one fan in Sweden, Ulf. Yeah, Ulf. He does a lot of driving in Sweden, and it, I, I hate to share this to everyone, but he has probably listened to every episode he has told me probably three or four times. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of driving. Yeah. And he's married, so. um. <laughs> well, that, that explains a lot of the driving, doesn't it? <laughs> so we love you all. Thanks, mate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get that out to all. And Kippo yeah. in Australia. Kipo, oh, the show. Kipo, I would have sent you something, but we can't send mail to Australia right now. Oh, that's right. You want to get your CDs down there. Right, man. There are numerous people. Um, I don't know if I'm letting the cow out of the bag about my new CD, but, you know, the people who were part of my Kickstarter campaign, I tried to send them CDs. And they said, we can't send these right now. That's crazy. And I, at first, I thought we were at war with Australia, which was like, you know. It could happen. It could happen, but I was worried about you. You know, I mean, I can't run the show by myself. So maybe, you know. hey, dude, maybe I'm a plant, and I, I've been sent here many years ago to infiltrate the American society. You know, that's okay with me. Yeah, you know, you can't do much worse than we're doing on our own. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, being Australian, I've actually forgot what my job was originally all about. So. I'm yeah. just, I'm in limbo Walla, right now. Walla bears are like that. You know, it's just like eat some, <laughs> eat some leaves, fuck something, walk right. away, you know. Yeah, eats roots and leaves. That's right. Yeah. But so, um, but I wanted to hear, and we wanted to get everyone up to date, uh, the guitar wank isn't dead. We're still going. But um, we want to get an update on what you've been doing. With your, you did the Kickstarter program, the Bunnies. Kessel it's been Park. quite a ride the last few months, yes. Yeah, we want to hear about that. And we have a CD release and a CD <laughs> party, a live streaming concert. I mean, this yeah. is all huge stuff that people can check out and uh, and jump in on. Right, right. Well, you know, yes. First of all, I'd like to give a big thanks to all of the wankers who 
who uh, contributed the Kickstarter campaign, and, and a lot of this information is going to be very redundant to them. To the new people who, you know, were like Ulf, who were just driving at the time and didn't pay attention. Right. Uh, what, what was <laughs> happening was about, you know, without going into deep history, uh, about two months ago, three months ago, May, May middle of May, I'm driving up to Santa Cruz, which is not far from my house. It's about 60 miles to play a gig. And I'm in my car and like the weirdest thing happened. It was like Barney Kessel, who's been dead now for almost 30 years. No, he's been dead now for, sorry, uh, 15 years. But he's been off the scene for almost 30 years since his stroke in 1992. Was like sitting in the car with me. And I mean, I don't believe in this shit, but I'm going to tell you the story. He was like in the car with me. And all I could think about was him. And I'm driving to this gig. And I, mean, I could even smell his aftershave or cologne or whatever. It was like that heavy. Wow. Yet he, I mean, I didn't, couldn't see him. He didn't talk to me. I mean, I'm not going to go down that road. But he was there and all I could do was think about him and the times I spent playing with him and listening to him and how much I loved him and over the years. And I got to the club that I was going to, and I realized that I played there with him about 35 years ago or 40 years ago. And I thought, Oh, that's why I was in him. But I played that club, you know, few dozen times since then never thought of him once but okay that was but even in the club he's still like bugging you know i mean it's just like a shroud and so i he had died and his guitar had gone up for auction which i had been playing with over at his house after he died just to make sure it was okay the guy who got it i knew him because uh his widow put me in touch with him and I just sent him an email saying, Hey, this is Bruce Foreman. You da, 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 da. I'm thinking about Barney. I'm playing in the club that we played in years ago. And, and I hope you're getting along with that guitar you got. And if you ever want to get rid of it, you know, give me a call, please give me first crack. And he got right back to me and he said, man, your your timing is weird. He's just like, I just decided to let it go was telling my wife I didn't want to leave it to her and the kids to have to sell it. I really don't want it to leave the country or go to a collector. I'd like to see it go to a museum or someone who knew Barney. And so he offered to sell it to me and uh, provided I go back and get it and I give him a guitar lesson. And I'd had an idea many years before that to put together these famous poll winners sessions, which to me are iconic jazz guitar trio sessions. The first ones really to make the sound of guitar bass drums a viable, real jazz ensemble. And so, um, and I knew where Ray Brown, who was the bass player on those sessions, I knew where his bass was. It was actually in the possession of his mentor, of, of uh, his protege, I'm sorry. And Shelly Mann, I knew where a couple of his drum sets were and I knew who his proteges were. So my idea was to just get these instruments back together. And the guy said to me, I can't believe you're contacting me. I want you to have the guitar. I got the guitar. I called the guys. Let's do this thing. 
And they're all like, yeah, that sounds fun. You know, so we got together and those records were all just like, go into the studio, no rehearsal and play. You know, everybody brings some tunes and we'll talk them through and we'll just do them. I mean, these guys were, of course, besides being great jazz players, they were also studio musicians at the time. And um, so uh, I called everybody. They were down for it. And numerous things happened that made it great. The, the son of the guy who owned the record company that they were originally on. Uh, I became friends with him, who we had on this show, John Koenig. And uh, he gave me a lot of technical information about how it's done. He had actually taken lessons with Barney, so he knew him. Um, we got pictures, so we knew how they recorded the stuff. And then, of course, the recording studio was gone now for a long time. And Josh Smith, who we love and has been on the show, has his own studio, and he offered it to me. And, and so we went into Josh's studio with Alan Hertz, as the uh, engineer, and I had Jake Reed, the drummer, who's been on my records. All these guys have been on Guitar Wank, too. Right, right. To be, and, and, and we just did the session. I mean, from the day I called him to the day we did the session was maybe two months. You know, and that was going back to get the guitar, uh, get it worked on, get it playing again, you know, get it playing up, up to playing speed. Uh, setting all the stuff up and then uh and right now for a week i've had the advanced copies Woohoo! Woo yeah there it is looks great cover great and um and so uh and and the release date is october 17th which is coming up which is sunday which is barney kessel's birthday it would be his 98th birthday wow 98 yeah and um because and, and so, you know, playing Ray's bass was John Clayton, who was a protege of Ray. J Jeff Hamilton was one of Shelley's many proteges. Uh, Jeff Hamilton moved to L.A. because to take over for Shelley and the L.A. Four, which was Ray Brown's band at the time. He went on to play with Ray Brown's trio and Oscar Peterson's trio, along with his own trio. So, you know, he's close to Shelly. I mean, I'm, of course, close to Barney, but I played in Ray's band with Jeff Hamilton. I played with Shelly as a Monterey Jazz Festival All-Star. I mean, we all knew each other and played with each other. And so this trio record got made, and uh, we're going to do this live. We, I decided instead of doing a concert in the club, I wanted to do a live stream to the world. So instead of trying to make just some few bucks in a club somewhere, I'm just going to do it in a studio with a small studio audience. And I'm going to do it live stream to, you know, at noon on Sunday, October 17th, Barney's birthday, which means three o'clock on the East Coast, two o'clock for you in Nashville, right? Uh, eight o'clock in England, nine o'clock in Europe. You know, uh, six o'clock in the morning in Australia, eight o'clock in the morning the next day, of course, in Australia, the next day in New Zealand. So every, you know, there's like the only people I unfortunately left out are like people in Japan. They're going to have to like wake up at four in the morning. So but pretty much as best I could, 
I wanted to just bring this to everybody. So, and to continue with the generational context, and of course, to also, because John Clayton and Jeff Hamilton will happen to be out of the country on October 17th. I've got Alex Frank and Jake Reed. Jake produced the session, but he's also a great drummer and student of Joe ha Jeff Hamilton. Yeah. Alex Frank, student of uh, John Clayton. Uh, and we will have the instruments owned, the instruments we played on the record, which were originally owned by the Ray Brown, Shelly Mann, and Barney Kessel, will be played by these guys. So the same instruments from the record are going to be on the live stream. Oh, that's super cool. So what we're doing is kind of like, it's not only the kids playing their parents' instruments, now it's the grandkids. Yeah. yeah. Parents, grandparents. Well, so, now, if people don't get to get up or they miss this just with um can they see it other times as well well i'm going to probably take the tapes and make a show out of it yes and eventually put it on netflix youtube if pbs or uh netflix won't take it <laughs> yeah netflix can be tight but i think you could you could get it on there or who I think I get it on YouTube, if anything else, you know. So, so I mean, yes, I will eventually put it up. I think they they'll take it, right? I'm pretty sure YouTube will take it. Yeah, I think they'll take it. Yeah. So, um, in any case, that's that's the plan. I'm sticking to it, and that'll be sort of the you know the completion. Except for I'm waiting for the LPs to arrive. That won't be till the end of the year. But I've got CDs. If anybody wants one. All they got to do is email me through guitarwank.com or bruceforman at yahoo.com and I'll get them a CD. Sweet. Um, I'm just super excited. I mean, it's amazing to think that middle of May, which is what, uh, two, three and a half months ago, three months ago, May, June, July, August. Yeah. You know, three or four months ago, I had this idea that Barney Kessel was sitting next to me. And in that time, I've gotten this guitar. I've made this record. And the amp. Oh, yes. And I've also, I played Barney's amp on the record. It's an old EB3 Gibson. And I have that. And, um, and you know, keep your eyes peeled. There's an article in Vintage Guitar Magazine, article in Premier Guitar Magazine, article in downbeat article in jazz times and will be an article in fretboard journal about it so you know we're doing pretty exactly. good for a, for a guy who none of you voted for for the downbeat poll and i appreciate <laughs> it because since 1982 i've not been mentioned when i i won in 1982 but you do you won in 82 i won uh, there's two two things in the in the critics poll there's the um it was the critics' poll. It wasn't the readers' poll. Right. Uh, there's like the guys and then there's a talent deserving wider recognition, you know, that the critics did. Now they call it um, Rising Star or something. Right. Uh, but I won it in 1982. But I fooled them. <laughs> now, you know what I think you're not doing? You, you need to get your titties out. Well, you, get, you know. If you you get them? your titties out, man. You'll get, some, you'll get some attention. Have you seen mine? 
No, I haven't. No, you haven't. And it's true. You <laughs> That's know, why you hold, you know you hold you down on because, because it's not the laughing that bothers me. It's the pointing. <laughs> Get those titties out. <laughs> Oh man, that's all exciting stuff. I'm sure Barney be. I wonder what Barney would say. If I don't know. Barney. He'd either go like, "What the fuck are you doing? You know, leave me alone. I want to die. I mean, I'm out of here. I'm in peace. Leave me alone." Or thank you for caring so much about me that to bring this back, and or to say that you know that guitar doesn't mean shit. It's nothing. You know, I'm glad you think it's part of me, but it's not. I don't know what he would say. You know, for me being, you know, I, I'm sure the people who are listening have heard all about my red guitar show yeah and the ones that haven't you're probably lucky but um the truth is is this is sort of the natural progression from that you know ascribing qualities to an instrument to be able to motivate people to possess their soul to change their life to tell stories to tie generations together you know to bring people together i mean that's what the story of the red guitar is and that's what has happened through this guitar in just a few months so it's it's making at least you know less of a liar well i think it's a it's an amazing project i think it's awesome on all levels it's it's going to be great i'm looking forward to the stream is there a, a rumor i have a question for you uh is it just a rumor that uh you'll be doing the same thing for stevie ray vaughan uh well you know actually um bad news but i you know his guitar is too expensive i couldn't get it couldn't get it that's that's fair enough um, fair enough I don't like playing that loud, <laughs> but I do have a hat. Yeah, I have a hat. Well, you know, you got that going. But is no, it? There's one guy who I admire so much and I love, and I think there's plenty of people in the world who are playing like him or trying to. Yeah, they've and, done that. And, and, and the thing is, with Barn, this record, I just want to make very clear, this is a tribute to a time and to people who are great, but this, we're not trying to copy them. We're not playing like them. They're, we didn't copy their solos. We're, you know what I mean? This, like, this is Barney. This used to, guitar used to be owned by Barney Kessel. It's owned by me now, and it sounds like me now. And there are going to, I'm, I'm hoping people will hear it and love the tone, but I want them to listen to the original records and hear how different we are. And this is, true of all three of us who play we played the same freaking instruments we've got so anal about this we use the same kind of microphones yeah we recorded in a room you were there with yeah. the same setup that they used. yeah and yeah. yet when you i want you to any of you who are interested in this listen to what we did and listen to what we that they did and you will hear just different people yeah doing different well, things well, now hold it. What what pick are you playing? Because I know Barney used those heavy per, the purple. Barney used the heavy two point like rock picks, and yeah. I use a one So that's probably a big difference right there. Yeah, big difference. I would say that uh, 
You didn't change the strings, right? I did change. Yes, when I got the guitar, it had Barney strings from 1992. <laughs> wow. So, but I use the same kind of strings. So, you know, they're flat wound, 58 to 14. Right. Know, same gauges. So, um, you can't blame that. I mean, and I'm playing his amp. So, yeah. when you hear the difference, it's just the human being, you know, and, and, and I would say my sound is sweeter. Barney's a little more direct and straightforward, you know what I mean? And I'm a little more diplomatic and sweeter and, you know, blend with the group a little different, you know. And uh, that's, I, mean, I would say that's true of our music, but that's also true of our personalities. You know, that's kind of that, that's yeah, that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, it's what it is. And same with John and same with Jeff. Yeah. I mean, I played with Ray Brown and Shelly Mann. It was not the same thing. And it never for a second did I like have some out of body experience where I thought I was back with those guys 40 years ago, you know. Clearly Josh Smith didn't um supply enough drugs in the studio for you guys. Well, you know, I got to say that that guy, you know, for a blues player, he doesn't have a whole lot of junky prison in his chart you know? yeah his studio is pretty clean and pretty pretty and, awesome. and, and he's such a great freaking player and he so takes care of business you know i mean what can i say and a wonderful guy you know generous we don't I we don't have to kiss ass. He, he never listens to the show anyway i know so we don't have to <laughs> no, i'm just telling the truth you know? whoa that he's, was um, my yeah, I'm getting a call from a telemarketer right now. Actually, full circle, we actually have, it's kind of funny being here in Nashville, just down the street, um, we have guitar wanker alumni. What? All, all together, we have Danielle D'Andrea, we have Josh Smith, and we have Joe Bonamosso all in the studio together. We have one person that we haven't got on the show yet that we need to get on, Kirk Fletcher, is there as well. Oh, we gotta get Kirk. So they yeah, we're down get the Kirk. street from you. What's that? Down the street? Yeah, they're just down the street at the studios. Yep. Shit. Yep. What are we doing talking? You should be down there. I should have gone down and busted in. I think they're pretty COVID because Danielle, uh, who we all know and love, it's been on the show. Uh, Danielle DeAndre, she's doing um, the Bonamassa tour. She's singing backups. Finally, Joe. Got his shit together and had a, got enough money to able to afford an amazing background vocalist. <laughs> and he's got. Maybe hey, like, it was a little bit smarter. He'd let her be the lead vocalist. Yeah, but. right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Danny's on the tour. They're doing, I think, a month, month on the road, a week or two weeks off, and then another month. So she's super excited. Uh, uh, I'm so glad to hear that. You know, yeah. wow, what a deserving woman. You know, and so if you go see Joe Bonamassa, look out for Danny vocals. Yeah, amazing talent. Gosh, she's such a badass. And um, so she got me tickets for this weekend. So I get to see Joe this weekend, hopefully, and the Stones as well. Jesus. Right. Okay. So, and I'm I'm here. I'm uh, I'm playing some gigs and walking my dog. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but but you know what? I may come back with COVID. I don't know yet. So uh, well, you know. <laughs> I got to be careful. I got to work that shit out. So, yeah, but you know, hey, 
Yeah, I have to see what see what the deal is because wow. uh, I don't want to be walking into a COVID a COVID uh, spreader. No, no. but yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, it's all changing. Yeah, I mean, God, I'm glad you're going out to see stuff. I'm kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's that's pretty much going on. We're going to um, get some more guests and that, and we've got, you know, you do anything. Uh, where will you, you're going to post, and we'll put it on the Guitar Wank website as well, where people can... Right. Well, I can tell people right now, uh, but we will also post. It's, it's, it's of course free. I mean, if people want to donate some money in a tip jar and help me pay for all this fucking shit, you know, um, that would be nice. But um, it's at a thing called networkconcerts.com slash Bruce and Barney. Oh, nice. That's the URL. Right. And um, as I get networkconcerts.com slash Bruce and Barney. And it's noon Pacific time on the 17th of October. And it's free. You know, you just go on there and check it out. And uh, we'll be playing. We're going to play the tunes off the record, plus give some background about the instruments and the people and you know, fun stories and have a good time, have a party and move on, you know, move on to the next. I love it. I love it. I'm excited about it, man. I'm, it's such an awesome thing that you put together and, um, yeah. It's really quite amazing to think that, like, you know, May 15th, which is just, you know, not too long ago, this just sort of happened to me and already we're at the, in many ways, the finish line, you know, of it. I gotta say, and this is um, something I think we can all take note on, as in this idea, and listening to you go through the whole process, you kind of felt like a lot of the stuff you would talk about it before it was happening, and almost a way manifesting it all happening which was really cool. Like you would talk about it with me and I'm thinking about doing this, thinking about doing that. And then that talking and just saying that verbally out loud, putting it out in the universe and it, it come together really quick, man. I mean, you've always been a go-getter, but I think that's kind of a little inspirational for anyone who's listening to this and has a project or something they want to do. If you start talking about it, telling people, sharing it, it will manifest and and start to happen. I believe in that. You know, I mean, that's, you know, I'm a person who basically my happiness is, you know, and granted, I'm a fortunate guy, you know, I'm a musician, but um, has been project oriented. You know, I've got a project. I'm super excited about it. And I just give myself all to my, give my all to it and carry it across the finish line and and i learn so much from it and i develop community about it and i have a good time and and then i have something to show for it at the end you know and that's sort of been my mo throughout my whole life and but this particular one you're right is has been kind of like 
I, I teach this to my kids at school, you know, like we've got a recital, we got to have a timeline, we've got to think about what we're doing here, you know what I mean? And got to make it work and, and manage everything and be ready for the snafus along the way. Yeah. Of which this, I only had one, which was such a minor one that, I mean, the, the guy who I wanted to do the final mix and master was kind of unavailable for a week and a half or two weeks. Right. So that set me back two weeks. That was it. In, in and in a, in literally from inception of the pro of the thing, which was when Barney sat in the seat next to me driving middle of May till I had CDs in my hand, you know, September 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Think about all that. You know, I got the guitar. I had it set up. I, I, thought about the music I played. We went and did the session. We did it, got it mixed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got it produced and finished. I had the liner notes done and the pictures and the video, which the video is coming out tomorrow, which by the time this gets on, on air, the video will be out in distribution. My singles on Spotify, which I've never done before, like things, you know, actually treating Spotify like it was real um, <laughs> and valuable. You're right. So all these things have happened in such a short time. And yes, you're right. I mean, I would agree with the talking about it makes it happen, but also having a timeline really, you know, like making the project priority and working on it and giving your love to it. And of course, this one has a wonderful story. I mean, everybody who listens to Guitar Wank, you know, most of the people in the world, I believe, have this sort of idea of musical instruments kind of having a soul inside them. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if they're old, all the people who've played them, it's kind of all captured there in some weird way. And we all have this, I mean, Greek mythology is full of this. You know, I mean, this is not like something we thought of. Yeah. It goes yeah. back thousands of years with humans. And it's part of my red guitar, like I say, and and this story and these instruments, it was just ready to happen. And in, in a way, COVID sort of helped. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, John and Jeff, they weren't on the road, you know, as much as they normally were. So they were available, you know, and I mean, and, and we all were looking to do something that gave us life force, you know, and John, of, of the three of us, okay, of the three of us, me and Barney, three groups, John and, and Ray, and Jeff and Shelley. John and Ray are connected way deeper than the other two of us, you know, and in my opinion, and, and, you know, and it was just like, we're all just kind of, this was just a sort of respect, love, admiration, but Hey, we're doing our thing, you know, these, you know, sorry guys, you're gone. We're doing it now. And when we're gone, somebody else is going to do it. Yeah. Tell me, tell me this, because um, I'm sure, and I know this happens to probably all of us. We go through this mentally, where we come up with a great idea and we're trying to put it into um, into action and make it a reality. 
how do you deal with that little person on your shoulder saying all those negative shit things and how do you deal with the you know the no's that go through your head like ah you're wasting this is stupid you're wasting your time you know all the negative shit that you that you have going on in your head as a as an artist what do you do with that I would just, you know, I mean, first of all, I would say everybody needs to take a you know, session with me, you know, call me. I'm not just a music teacher. I'm also a shrink, you know, on that level. Um, if you don't think I have that negative voice inside me, that I don't have uh, doubts, you know, that I don't realize the futility of this industry, you know, of like making a great project, but the world doesn't give a fuck. Mm. I totally... I'm, I am that. <laughs> I am that. Right. But there's a point in time where it's my life and it's an idea and I believe in it. And, you know, I've just got to do it because my happiness isn't just doing it. I don't need somebody to say, oh, that's such a great idea. I love it. Mm. That's not what makes it worth it to me. I love to hear that. And if somebody's, you know, if I end up making a shit ton of money or whatever, or or get the cover of a magazine, that's great. I'm not going to say I don't want that. Yes, I want that. But the fact is, is that's not why I'm doing this. This is an idea that I had, that I got a chance to get my friends together. I managed to raise some money around it because of Kickstarter. Thank you to all the people who were so generous throughout that. What was the total again? A lot. It was way <laughs> more than I thought I was going to get. Wow, I mean, I've, I've spent more though. So, right. Right. Um, still, the help has been immeasurable, and and just the support part of it, not the yeah. financial, the yeah. human support, the community support. That's what really made it so much easier for me to make this happen. But you know, all I can say to those people who have that negative thing, it's like, yeah. You're right. Those neg- that voice is right in your shoulder, in your ear. But the fact is, is like you're doing this, not that voice. And you have a good reason to do it. And frankly, if you're going to put your ass on the line and do it, that voice ain't got shit to say about it. Mm. And yes, the world probably won't care. But you've created something that you care about and you know you've done something while everybody else was sitting around fucking watching tv or making comments on facebook (laughs) yeah right you know i mean really what i mean to what level you know are we judging ourselves yeah you know whether it's god or the media gods or whoever picks these few people who get to do everything they want to do and everybody like smells their farts and kisses their ass. But does that mean the rest of us don't have good ideas and don't have the responsibility to leave cool things on the earth for the next generation? Yeah. No, you know, that does not absolve us. Oh, the world didn't make me like the next fucking Pat Metheny or George Benson. Oh, so I just got to quit doing stuff. Well, fucking let me get my violin out. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, sorry. You know, you're perfectly capable of creating some beauty in this world and leaving it 
for the next generation. And fulfilling that is your life force. And helping others do it is even a higher calling. Yeah. Yep. So that's just, you know, I mean. It's all good advice, man. I just watch too much of this shit and I'm too fucking old, you know. And, and frankly, what I see is a bunch of people who want like shit they don't deserve and who see a bunch of people who are really great but get more than they deserve. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just the way it is, but it doesn't absolve us from our responsibility as human beings to create community, to create beautiful things, and to make the world a better place for us having us having been here. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Damn right, dude. Well, you know. <laughs> so that's just kind of what it is, you know. It is. Well, it's and, um, and, you know, and I'm glad I got this guitar. This guitar is not Barney's anymore; it's mine. I probably ruined the value of it in so doing, and I accept that. You know, it's what it I is. think it's probably gone up now that you know it's gone through Barney Kessel. Now it's going through Bruce Foreman. I'm, I think yeah, well, who knows? You know, I mean, but yeah. I don't even care. I mean, I had the money; I I blew it on that. You know what I mean? And um, was, I'm here to make, I, I really, you know, Pat Kelly, as we all know, Pat, you know, he's been on the show. Great, great player. Pat yeah. Kelly, great guitar player and a, a man who like amongst other things, the one thing I have to say about him, he's always oh, just gets the best sound. Yeah. You know, he does. And, um, he called me the other day and says, man, that you and that guitar sounds so fucking good. He, cause I gave him a CD. Yeah. And he just called me out of the blues. It sounded, I just, the sound. And he started, I mean, it wasn't just like, you know, blowing smoke on my head. He was pointing out in this song, when you played this note, it like, wow. You know what I mean? And it was like, wow, cool. You know, there's something there. That's fantastic. And, you know, to me, that's the kind of shit that really matters. Yeah. Coming from, you know, a peer like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pat's a, He's a monster. So uh, that's that's really awesome, man. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of players out there and a lot of people that really appreciate what you're doing with this and project. And that's a different spin on everything, but it's really nice. And it's shining a light on something that's it's a great story, man. Overall, it's yeah. just a really yeah. freaking cool story, you know. So Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I understand that Barney Kessel's been off the scene for 30 years he died 15 years ago and you know but we're all riding on his shoulders man yeah you know, every time you play in a guitar trio it's barney castle that made it happen what you know, you know what did his uh have you talked to his his missus um, yeah yeah i have and she's helping out greatly she's kind of called people and let them know about it she's happy that you know yeah, I, I think ultimately, if money wasn't a thing, I would have had the guitar from the beginning. You know, right. I mean, if Barney's estate was kind of like numerous other famous musicians' estates, you know, I mean, I think she would have probably just given me the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's super grateful that I'm shining light on Barney's legacy. But because she loved him and she knew about it and she knows I know about it 
and maybe two or three people listening to this will go back and find out about it, you know. And in that way, beyond the sounds in this vintage guitar, his contributions to the world will live on. Yeah, man, it's um, I'm excited to um, I've only listened to a little bit of the tracks, but not on great speakers yet. So I'm excited to listen on on a good yeah. setup. But um, so far, it the album sounds amazing. Sounds really, um, really I'm cool. excited. You know, yeah, it was done well. You know, of course, you know everything I do, I kind of have a tendency to be hypercritical. You know, like all of us are, and uh, and. I'm, I've got to ask what we've accomplished, and I'm excited on to get on to the next. You know, we've got to. I've got to ask Josh Smith if he ended up buying those microphones. He was, he was sad and happy that day in the recording studio because he said, "Man, uh, I always wanted to get some of these microphones, but now that I've heard them, I really want to get them." And I think they're about seventeen, twenty k each. You know, so, it's very possible. Yeah, so he was like, oh, man, I don't want to drop the coin, but, man, I really want these microphones. Yeah, well, what we had done was um, we got hold of some pictures of some sessions in contem Contemporary Records is who made the original poll winners records. And I don't know that I've even in this particular podcast described it, but the poll winners came about because Barney Kessel Ray Brown and Shelly Mann were winning like the Downbeat, Metronome Magazine, Playboy, Esquire polls every year. It was during the time when the West Coast jazz scene or cool jazz was taking over the world in music. It was the late 50s, you know, mid late 50s. And so uh, the owner of Contemporary Records, which, of which Shelly and Barney were recording for at the time, and Ray did a lot of sessions. Um, suggested that they get together and make a poll winner's record. And they thought that was a great name. I don't know. Barney supposedly came up with the name, but if you ask different people, you get different answers. And um, so they decided to go in and make a trio record. They didn't rehearse. They went in, picked songs, kind of brought stuff. And, you know, these guys were like playing in the studios all day, every day. And contemporary, they recorded at night because the recording studio was basically the back of a warehouse. So they couldn't record during the day because they were moving boxes and making a bunch of noise all day. Oh, wow. So they would work all day in the caves and studios making who knows what kind of records, you know, and then they would go or TV shows and movies. And then they went and made jazz records at night and contemporary in the warehouse of which the poll winners were some of that. Right. And as I said, the poll winners were the first guitar trios seriously recorded and presented to the world. Wow. You know, and think about it. That's like they started winning polls in 56, but they made the first poll winners record in 57. But five years, five years after that, Sonny Rollins records a record with Jim Hall, you know, instead of a piano. So like, like a guitar, bass, drums, rhythm section for a modern jazz icon, right? right? Which changed the world. That all of a sudden opened the world to us guitar players to be a, like a sub and a rhythm section instead of a piano. 
Well, five years before that, Barney had done the trio and been the rhythm section. And Sonny had played with Barney in numerous records, but one they co-led called the um, Contemporary Leaders. It's a great record. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, historically, like Barney established the sound. Like other than that, like guitar leader records were pretty much always the guitar was featured in a piano bass guitar situation or guitar vibes and bass right or two guitars you know rhythm guitar lead guitar and bass drums you know it was like never just guitar bass drums where the guitar had to do the melody and the harmony and handle all that but barney changed the world there and he did it year after year and you know in 1963 buddy holly hits the scene and it's guitar upright bass and drums <laughs> right well, you know leo fender helped a lot because by then you know he developed a guitar that could be way louder than you know acoustic but it was still an acoustic bass so it couldn't be that loud or you wouldn't hear the bass when did when did the west stuff do west started in 1960 he won the well he won the downbeat pole he's like barney won all those years in a row and then west took over in like 61 or 62 right wow man the west had a piano with him yeah west didn't do trio on most of his records and even if he did barney had already been doing it for years and and there were organ trios with organ guitar and drums yeah but i'm talking about guitar bass drums and that's like changed the world you can't go you can't walk down the street without tripping over a guitar trio anymore (laughs) yeah it's kind and, of the ultimate, right, for a guitarist. Jimi Hendrix, 10 years later, is doing his trio. Yeah. Now, you know, I know that there's lots of things, but come on, let's look at the historic history of this. Well, Either an automobile or a horse racer or a, you know, or a fucking pool player, you would, you would see the connection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Romans weren't doing guitar trios. No. So um, and so uh to me that's important to to you know to shine light on, you know, and I know my playing isn't considered, you know, generally based in the modern way of playing things, you know, with the process sound and the whatever the you know things are. I'm coming out of that older place because I was I played with those guys. I grew up playing with those guys, you know, but I'm not playing the same way they did. And um, and it's okay, you know. I'm I'm old. It's okay for people to think of me as old time or whatever. I don't really don't have a problem with it. I play the music I like. I don't play some music just because it's modern or no one's ever fucking heard it before. That's just not a reason to play music to me. But and and I and I respect the people whose reasons that is to play music, and we know who they are. But I'm not one of them. Yes, Scott. Oh. <laughs> You'll never hear this. <laughs> no, we can pretty much say anything. <laughs> we can say, and I, and I, Scott, knows. I mean, it's di- well documented how much I respect and admire him. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, we can say anything about. Oh, yeah, Scott. What, what shocks me is that he even likes me or seems to dig what I do. You know, that's what surprises me. 
I did see video of Scott making love to one of his dogs in the backyard the other day. Oh, is that yeah. cool? Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, so, well, I saw the I saw the the picture of him looking like Mick Jagger, and then I saw the one of him looking like BB King. And yeah. frankly, uh, amazing. Frankly, I don't know how you can go see the Stones now. You know, it's going to be, be a hard one. I'll be thinking of Scott all night. I'll be. Thinking I know. Of Scott all night. I know. Well, dude, you know what? I'm I'm super excited. You you're never one to just sit around and just do nothing. That's for sure. You're always on it, and I'm um, I'm even more excited about what next project you're going to jump on and make happen. But this one's not even well. It's not even halfway there because we don't know where this is going to end up. This sounds like a a great touring, a great CD, a great story. You can take this on the road with the red guitar. I mean really a lot of people are going to really love love seeing this live so yeah you know cool. i mean i i you know my only prediction is, is that there will be some sort of meeting of barney's guitar and the red guitar you know what i mean like i'll probably do a show that's like the red guitar but it's not the red guitar because i have this guitar now to play and it's going to be deeper into the history and the human connection and the way music affects people, you know, because storytelling is really what I want to do. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, playing, it's going to happen. You know, you, you got me. I sit all day long playing my guitar, working on my playing, thinking, you know what I mean? Thinking of how to make it better and how to, you know, bring more out of the instrument. That's like already done. So, but I, I mean, telling the story and relating to people what a life like that what a life of in the pursuit of sound is like yeah. yeah because i think even those of us that do it like to hear about it and especially those of the people that don't do it are very interested to know what makes us tick yeah it's like i say it goes all the way back to the greek myths well and i think more more so than ever now that the world has changed so much art and music and you know everything creative that we do has become even more important i hope so whoa that was prolific for troy right yeah, yeah. That, for was troy, that was really deep that was fucking incredible we should end the show right there bruce i don't yeah. want to fuck it up <laughs> no yeah i think maybe we should quit while we're ahead yeah we will but um thanks man it was good catching up i'm excited good luck in nashville enjoy the stones I will enjoy Joe Bonamassas. Give give a big fat hug and kiss to Danielle. You know, in a socially distanced way. <laughs> way yeah. And um, and let me know how it all goes. And for everybody out there, uh, I'll see you noon Pacific time, October seventeenth, for the live stream. And uh, thank you very much. All right, we'll post everything on the website and promote it everywhere so everyone knows. But uh, go check out Bruce and support the project, and we will see you later when your legs are straighter. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. You be safe. You too, man. Don't get COVID now and fuck everything up. No, 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 man. No, I'm. Uh, you know what will happen? I'm still drinking Santini's. You know about my Santini. Yeah, I know about the Santini. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you, if you drink gin with hand sanitizer, 
it's a pretty good uh yeah it really is it usually you're so shit fucked you you can't hang around people you're just like laying <laughs> on the floor anyways you know it's a perfect it's a perfect deterrent for covid <laughs> all right man you be safe i'll talk to you later all right man thank you troy wank on wank on or wank off <laughs> <laughs> all right you know how this works it's the internet everybody cares what you think Everybody needs to know what you think. So leave us a review, especially a positive one. And uh, we really appreciate it because we do this for you. Please do this for us.